Hey, what's up? You're back for part two of the legendary tales where we're talking about all things animalistic and real animals, not uh, like crazy animals. Not Bigfoot or unicorns or dragons. And I'm one of your hosts, Isadora Martin Dye. And I'm your other host, Adam. So let's go to it because we've already done all the chatty bit. Yeah. Okay. So I am doing the big cats of England. Awesome. What What are those? Because I'd never heard of them. Which is really cool because I'd never heard of yours either. In England, one of the most enduring kind of myths and legends is that we play host to a whole load of big cats in England. Not like large domestic cats, but wild cats. Although officially the only wild cat is the wild cat in Scotland who has this really round moon face who's really cute and I really like. Okay. But officially that's our only wild cat. Okay. We're going to talk about the unofficial ones. and What kind of cat is the official one? What's it, what's it called? I think just think called the wild Scottish Highland cat. You're going to Google it now. Um, And this is one of those really rare ones because I actually believe in the big cats of England. Mm -hmm. I do not think that this is something that has been made up. I do not think it's like Bigfoot. See, I told you they're incredibly cute. They just look like house cats. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to talk about them. My sources are the guardian. Yes. The daily mail. Uh, UKBigCats.co.uk, Gloucestershire Live, Brig, Big British Cats.co.uk. My favorite website. No, British Big Cats. There we go. Oh, my second favorite website. <laughs> Along with obviously Wikipedia. And actually, I will say, like a lot of other news articles, I read a ton of stuff because it really interests me. And I've been reading it since I was a kid anyway. So a lot of this is coming from my own knowledge and from the fact that my mom swears to God she saw the Sorry Panther. She told me that. Uh, when you were growing up, some of your neighbors owned big cats. Yes. And that like, you used to go stand next to the lion cages. Yes, so that's slightly different, but yeah, absolutely. My next door neighbors did have tea lions, a breeding pair. Uh, that so they, weird. So but This is like the same situation that was going on with Mr. Terry. So this is all really close to my heart and awesome. really exciting for me. Cool. And consequently, I got tons of notes and we'll see how we do. Yeah, let's do it. So in 2006, they did a study. They reckon in the UK... The, there are at least 12 lions, 14 tigers, 50 leopards, and there are about 150 assorted non-domestic cats, 500 monkeys, 2,000 2, ostriches, 250 poisonous snakes, and 15 member, 50 members of the crocodile family. In England? In England. Hmm. I will say in private hands. I will say that oh. pretty much that's what this one guy kept on his farm. That whole list. (laughs) That whole list. (laughs) Just to put England's wild, exotic animal problems in perspective. But we also have more than 300 American bison, as well as over 6,000 wild boar. And I have to say, I didn't really realize England had a wild boar problem. But 6,000 wild boar is a decent number. Sounds like a French problem. It is a French problem. I didn't realize England had it as a problem. I don't think the I don't think the English like sharing French problems. <laughs> That's very true. So there are a few groups and things like that that track this in England. The Big Cats of Britain, otherwise known as the BCIB Research Group, says that it's approached two hundred and eight four hundred and eight local authorities to discover <laughs> how many of wild animals were being kept by licensed private keepers. But the figures that I just listed do not include zoo animals or anything that was legally kept. Okay. So those are just privately yeah. owned. Um, in British folklore, British big cats are also referred to as ABCs, known for alien big cats, or um, they're also known as phantom cats, mystery cats, 
and most of the time they aren't i mean most of the time they go unreported so okay you know even one of our friends popped his head in and i said this is what i was doing he said almost everyone i know thinks they've seen a big cat mm. around here devon being where we live being one of the highest rates or the highest county with most big cat sightings of anywhere in england okay um makes sense because so, we've got a big moor here so most of what i'm going to talk about is pre kind of 60s and 70s mm -hmm. uh, big cat sightings but there were a few earlier than that which is that a uh, writer called william corbett recalled in the 1760s that he had seen a cat as big as a mid-sized spaniel dog climb into a hollow elm tree on the grounds of the ruined waverley abbey near farnham in surrey i know where that is well, we're going to talk about surrey quite a bit Ugh. sorry and a Canadian lynx was shot dead in Devon in 1903, and it's now in the collection of the Bristol Museum. Like, legitimately, they found it. Only recently, it was donated in, in 1903 to one of these museums. Like taxidermied. Taxidermied. Okay. <laughs> um, to one of these British museums with all the provenance, like where they found it, where mm. they shot it. And it was just put in a basement, and then recently someone's found it and pulled oh, it out. Oh, that's crazy. And, uh, so, you know, England did have big cats way back when. I mean, mm -hmm. like... Way back. Way back when. But funnily enough, lynxes, yeah. which are very similar to Ohio bobcats, is where my university got its got its mascot. So really? there's a little bit of history for you. Good. We're gonna talk about a little about lynxes, because lynxes come up quite a lot as being one of the things that get spotted. Okay. So But they're not native to England. No. Okay. Well, uh, there would have been a lynx type cat, but we're talking thousands of years ago. Mm -hmm. So there is a fringe theory. Mm -hmm. that in fact these are just like the remnants breeding colonies that have lasted for thousands of years i'm not even going to go down that route because i think there's a much more logical reason as to why people see big cats mm -hmm. so but there is this french theory that in fact there i i just think if we actually have breeding colonies of lynxes on dartmoor You'd probably see a lot of them there would be a lot more information about mm -hmm. them okay so 1960s Back in swinging 60s, you could buy big cats in most of your favorite department stores, including Harrods. Really? Yep. There was actually no laws at all on owning exotic animals. <laughs> and in the 60s and 70s, it became really, really popular in England to take your leopards and tigers and stuff for walks down the street in London. Of course. Thanks, London. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a couple of bits because Harrods very famously had a big zoo that you could go buy exotic animals from. Crazy. Uh, one of the most famous purchases came in 1967 when future American president Ronald Reagan, then governor of California, rang up to buy a baby elephant called Gertie. Oh. Legend has it, the shop worker on the other end of the phone said, would that be an African or Indian elephant, sir? Hmm. So he, we're also going to get into Christian the Lion, who we've talked on and off about a lot as I've been doing this yeah. research because he's one of my favorite obsessions. But he was bought from Harrods as well. Okay. But we'll talk a bit about him later. There, you could buy panthers, tigers, camels, elephants, uh, lions, really anything you it. wanted from okay. Harrods at this point. And actually, they had a pet store in Harrods up until 2014. You've been able to buy exotic creatures. Up until 2014? Yeah. Wow. Uh, obviously, with a whole load of different legalities behind it mm -hmm. now. But the point being is that Harrods have always said they can get you anything. So I've never heard of Harrods okay. as a department oh, really? store. No, where there, there aren't any around 
near us, are they? No, are they? there's one in London. And it's uh, owned by Muhammad Al Fayed. Gotcha. Whose son was the one that was married. Uh, Princess Di. Dating Princess Di. Yeah. And it's famously like you they have you have to go in fully like you can't go in in shorts and flip flops. You have Ugh. to go in like well dressed. Yeah. You're not going to Harris. No, I'm not going to Harris. But they also say that they can famously get you anything you want. Okay. Like anything you want. Like they animals. Mm-hmm. So their pet section opened in 1917, and it actually rivaled the London Zoo with the number of different animals Dang. they had. So they lived like in London. The animals did. I believe that it was outside of like Islington or somewhere. Okay. It was just outside of London. The zoo that. Pet store so, was. I just, I'm sorry, I keep sidetracking you, but that's just like this is blowing my mind. I know, which is why I had to include it because yeah. it's really cool. It's, yeah, very interesting. And and it was really popular. Mm. I mean, it wasn't just like the guys who bought Christian, they weren't like Ronald Reagan. They weren't, yeah. They were just like a couple of guys who owned a furniture store. <laughs> um, and a lion. And yeah, and bought a lion. So there's definitely. Uh, in the 60s and 70s in London, there were a lot of exotic cats, and all around there were. Now, I was born in 85, so my neighbor's lions, lions can live, from what I could figure out, something like 25 years. Wow. Okay, 20 years. So if I was born in 85, I think they must have died when in the 90s, so she probably bought them in the 70s. Okay. Um, just to give you a frame of reference as to the lions that mm -hmm. I grew up with. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I grew up weird, I keep telling you. The guys who bought Christian paid 250 guineas, which is about 3,000 pounds for him. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So in 19... Why were they... Sorry. Why were they using guineas? Uh, that, uh, even now, you buy horses sometimes in guineas. Really? Yeah. But it was the 70s, 60s, 70s, when I think guineas were actually a legit... What currency is... It's, a, it's is it British. Sterling? It's British money. It's just old British money. Ah. Uh. Yes, okay. And I have no idea how it works because yeah, I'm not that old. That's really weird. I know I'm on the Facebook still, but I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> on the Facebook. In 1976, there was a big change in the law. Yes. Known as the Dangerous Animal Act. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Which became law that anyone who had a potentially dangerous animal in a private collection had to build animal accommodation appropriate to the animal's needs, and this accommodation had to be adequate and secure. So what did adequate and secure mean? It meant that they had to be babysit 24 hours a day. They had to have numerous wire fences. So I think it had to be two levels of wire fencing. Mm -hmm. They had to be on a huge enclosed area of land. It total security cameras. Whole thing. Whole thing. So that's what the lions down the road from us were kept in. Mm -hmm. And that's why I used to go over there is because the woman, my nanny who helped raise me, she would get employed to go babysit the lions when... They went out to the grocery store and okay. stuff. So I would go with her to babysit the lions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. At least they were being responsible owners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, because I'm fine with that. A lot of people Weren't. were not responsible owners. Weird. I've never heard of a story like that before in my life. And to a lot of them, this was really expensive yeah. to try and put in all this stuff. Interestingly, there was nothing illegal about releasing them into the wild until. 1981. When they were already all released. When they were already all released. <laughs> so many of the owners tried to actually re obviously many of them did. I, I'm not saying that just because you owned an animal in the, an exotic animal in the 60s and 70s you were a bad animal owner. No. Like many of them did try and rehome them. They got sent to zoos and uh, wildlife parks. Was but it difficult to rehome an animal that was privately owned? 
I don't think it was so much it was difficult to rehome the animal that was privately owned, mm -hmm. more than there just were so many privately owned animals that there just weren't that number of places. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as opposed to, and a lot of them had to be put down. Oh. So as opposed to that. Let them go. They just started letting them go. So. <laughs> I'm imagining, was that, in, what movie is that in where the the kid's like throwing rocks at the dog trying to make it go away? Because like, because <laughs> his parents yeah. won't let him keep it. Yeah. I'm imagining that yeah. with, uh, with a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, an elephant. I mean, this is as sad as the story gets. People, I hate you. Go away. <laughs> people had to let go of their baby animals. So in 2000, Leslie Maiden, a lion tamer known as One-Eyed Nick, by the way, it totally sounds like someone I want to meet. Meet? No. How did someone's How did someone named Leslie come up with the, get the nickname <laughs> One Eye Nick? Also, I never actually found out whether he really did have one eye. Oh. Or not. It was just a nickname. Told the Birmingham Post he'd released a panther and a puma in Derbyshire 25 years before, so in 1975. And he said, at first I was a bit worried about how they would get on. But I went up to the moors a few weeks later and saw bones of sheep and pheasants. So I think they adapted pretty well. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't imagine the farmers would be too pleased. No, they're not. And that will get to our, our wild cat sightings. Yeah. But a lot of people say that they could not have survived since 1976. Okay. Up so, to now. Okay. So the theory being that if we're talking about real life, they have to have bred. Now... I can't believe we got through the entirety of your episode without talking about Joe Exotic. So that's really interesting. So, because Mug Dad actually mentioned that when he came in and I was talking about my my thing and he was like, oh, Joe Exotic. And I said, well, they do actually mention the the Zanesville Animal Massacre in the first episode of Tiger King. Okay. Because they're, they're not exactly similar, but they're kind yeah. of similar. I have not seen Tiger King. No, I'm not, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. No, but... Um, it was just interesting we got through the whole of yours without yeah. it. But he breeds lions with pumas and he crossbreeds. Yeah. So them. you can crossbreed big cats. Yes. But you the, can. the offspring don't can't breed. They themselves can't breed, right? Because like like ligers can't no. breed like with other ligers. I guess there's not from what I could figure out, there's not been a ton of research done on domestic cats with like with big cats. Yeah, and we're going to get on to the three types of cats. Like, when I think big cats, I think lions. Yeah, but there are, like, medium-sized eggs, like, like lynxes and bobcats, which yes. are, like, sort of the middle. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the three that get sighted the most slash would have been let go. Okay. Um, because they either weren't valuable enough to be taken in by a zoo mm -hmm. or because this was just what the more popular Yeah, they're probably ch were. cheaper than buying a tiger. So leopards. Um, leopards are the most widespread and adaptable of the big cats. Because it's so widespread, there's actually a huge range in color in leopards. I mean, I think everybody thinks of a leopard being... With spots. Yeah, and I think they all have spots. Mm -hmm. But they vary from being like very buff and chestnutty colored all the way through to sandy colors. I think I some, sort of always imagine them being sandy colored. Some of them have got like very distinctive spots. Some have black spots on the head, lower limb and tail. Some have more of a whitish underside to their body. You're giving me faces like you Googled Looking stuff. Looking at a really pretty snow leopard. So the point being is that they have lots. And there is also one called a melanistic leopard, mm -hmm. which is actually a black, also known as a black panther. Oh, okay. Which is very common, especially in dense forests. Its head is very quite small in size mm -hmm. and convex in profile and the ears are rounded. Okay. 
Um, the legs are quite short and the tail is quite long and full. Aww. Leopards are most active during dawn and dusk, but they will hunt during the day. The approach to play as close as possible before pouncing. Typically, they tend to be about 90 to 191 centimeters long. Mm -hmm. And their shoulder height ranges from 43 centimeters to 76 centimeters. Okay. Okay. Puma. 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 It's the greatest latitudinal distribution of any wild catch species. The reason I'm talking about these two is also they could survive. In England. In England. Okay. So lions and tigers wouldn't have been able to survive? I don't think that the Too big. climate is good enough. These guys can survive in quite cold climates. Mm -hmm. I don't think lions and tigers can, uh, lions and stuff can survive yeah, okay. in quite it's the same. It's just too cold. Too cold. Um, there's not big enough prey for them. These okay. are smaller animals. They can live off. Yep. Okay. Smaller prey. These are the ones that people generally think could have survived. Mm -hmm. There's also much like the leopard, a huge variety in colors. Some are buff, buff, sandy brown. Some are light silver, slate gray. Black pumas have also been reported. The coat is a uniform in color and essentially unmarked. Head is fairly small. Ears are short and round. Forelegs are shorter than hind legs, and the foot pads are very big compared to the size of the mm, cat. For carrying the weight, yeah. I'm assuming. Primarily nocturnal. They hunt over a hugely wide range, which is something I couldn't really figure out because there's a lot of sightings in places. I, so, like, they say that black bears in Virginia, brown bears in Virginia, black bears. Black bears in Virginia. Virginia that they roam, like. Massive distances. Huge distances, yeah. like 50 miles over. Uh, they might move 50 miles over a five-year period. Mm. Um, and I was trying to figure out if cats could be the same, mm. which is why they crop up a whole ice, like a whole load of sightings yeah. will crop up in one place and then drop again. But they use their size and speed to knock down the prey. And they also vary in size. They measure around 97 centimeters to 220 centimeters long and shoulders up to about 76 centimeters. So generally almost well, I think that the black panther and a black puma mm -hmm. are basically the same thing. Yeah. So are you are you going to get into the possibility of them breeding with people's domestic cats? Yes. Okay. We are totally going to get into cool. that. I was going to ask a question about that, but if you're going to get um, lynx. Mm -hmm. Now, generally, the lynx seems to be the one that yeah is I would, most. I will say the likely. pictures that you sent me. Yeah. Look quite a bit like lynx. So. Eurasian lynxes tend to have a more dark and distinct spotting than Canadian, uh, more in the Iberian or Spanish lynx, but generally they tend to be a grayish, brownish yellow, so, uh, soft, thick pelt compared to like a sleek. Mm -hmm. they, they're, they have a rougher, like a long coat, don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Their legs are long, rear limbs are longer than their sh front ones, giving the appearance of the body tilted forward. The tail is very short and black tip generally. They prey almost exclusively on rabbits, maybe some deer fawn and some birds. Occasionally they will take domestic sheep, mm -hmm. but generally they're I mean in Canada they do they do this. This is Iberia. Right, okay. Um Right, right, right. Yeah, sorry, you said Eurasian. Yeah, so it's the Eurasian one is the largest mm -hmm. with the average male weighing up to seventy one kilograms. <sighs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally made that up. 21 kilograms. Okay, never mind. I was gonna say, it's a big cat. <laughs> well, I was going to compare it to the puma, yeah. which goes up to 70. Gotcha. So three times smaller. Yeah. So there are a, a lot. Third of, a third of the size. A third of the size. So they're a lot smaller okay. than a puma. Yeah. Also adaptable, I'm assuming. And much more adaptable. 
So so that's kind of what we're looking at. This is the political climate that we're at. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you about some sightings. Okay. I'm going to start off with like literal police blotter. Okay, ones. And these are not sightings. These are, I guess, confirmed kills. Okay. Which was in 1980, a puma was uh, captured live in Scotland. We're going to get into her. Her name's Felicity. Oh. Um, in 1987, a puma was shot near the Greenwich Observatory. In 1988, a swamp cat. A cat was killed by a car in Hampshire. In 1988, an Asian leopard cat was killed by a farmer in Dartmoor. Just where to come on the moor. Oh, just across there. That's all right. Down the road. Yeah. A swamp cat was found dead with back injuries in Shropshire in 1989. What's a swamp cat? I don't know. It's a really good question. So we're not talking. I don't understand why people keep comp- like keep comparing these big cats of England to Bigfoot. Because they're real. No Almost one's actually <laughs> killed Bigfoot. No. There was one instance of... They're very cute. Oh, a swamp cat? Got big ears. Aw. They're very adorable. They so eat snakes. Let's talk about Felicity, because Felicity being... A puma. A puma. Yeah. And she is also considered to be the first kind of real hard evidence of big cats in England. Okay, so... Uh, so this is, again, with the Bigfoot thing, like, People knew that people were releasing big cats into the wild in England. There was like not really a question of that, right? Well, it's all this like myth and rumor. Okay. So England, we try not, everyone, no one would dream of reporting somebody. No, God, you wouldn't want to inconvenience someone like that. No. Like breaking the law. Well, so, it wasn't really against the law. Was it wasn't it? against the law. But in England, you you know, Don't we talk rock of, the boat. everybody in the village would totally know that X, Y, and Z let their big cats go. <laughs> But no one would dream but of telling the police. Be, you'd be worse than them if you, if if you, you went, snitched on yeah. them. And also in England, no one wants to be the one that causes the fuss. So mm. when you see a big cat, you don't go report it to the police. You're just like, oh, well, there goes that panther. I guess I'm going to lose a few sheep tonight. <laughs> so, like, mom, she swears to God she saw the sorry puma. Yeah. But Never. she didn't go report it. Why, why would you? Why would you? It's just the sorry puma. Only had two young children. So <laughs> you've got to assume that I think in we talked aliens last week, right? Which, mm. by the way, was not a super popular episode. No. Um, but uh, you talk aliens last week and you go, oh, well, there's only grainy footage of it. Or like Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. And there's kind of a hundred sightings for one person who has a picture. Yeah. Well, in, in, it seems like with big cats, everybody seems to know somebody that's actually seen one. And these are pictures. And there's real pictures. Yeah. These, are, anyway. these aren't grainy or. No. So Felicity. She, some believe, by the way, that her capture was a staged event. I'm just going to put that out there, that she was let go to be captured. So that people could say big cats live in England? Yes. Oh I am going to give you the other side of the arguments. Okay. okay. But what she, what is pretty sure is that she was a pet. This was okay. not. She was domestic. Yeah. Domesticated. This, yeah. She loved being tickled and scratched. Aww. And she was old and arthritic. And she must have just been let go. I'm guessing maybe she got too old or whatever and she got kicked out of her home and she was picked up and she was kept at the Highland Wildlife Park um, where she died in 1985. She was stuffed and she can still be seen in the Inverness Museum and Art Gallery. She, it definitely sounded like she was someone's pet. Mm -hmm. So a bit later in 1998, it was reported that a prisoner serving a sentence in Winchester Prison his name was David Carter, claimed he had released a pair of pumas near Canich, and Felicity was one of these. 
John detect Detective John Cathcart, who was called in to investigate, said all the details could have been gleaned by the man from the press reports. Okay. It is interesting, however, that the sightings of pumas in the Canich area did not end with the capture of Felicity. So people were seeing a puma. Mm -hmm. They caught Felicity and people were like, and people still saw pumas. Okay. So it could have been the other one that got released. So, Sari Panther. This being the one that obviously. Why isn't there I a gin named on. after that? I don't know. Mm. This one being the one that I. Um, and also the one that basically started it all. Okay. So. In first came in 1955, so this is actually before all the crazy exotic creatures got left. Yeah, before people were even buying them, really. Yeah, a woman was walking her dog in Surrey and reported seeing a puma-like creature, which quickly slunk away next to the mutilated carcass of a calf. Mm -hmm. Two more sightings followed in 1959, both of them in Hampshire this time. How far is Hampshire from Surrey? Next door. Okay. One man reported seeing an enormous great cat crossing a country lane while a cab driver supposedly, supposedly saw a lion jumping over a hedge into a rural race course. In 1960s, there were many other reports of large cat-like creatures around Surrey, and but none of these sightings were ever substantiated. But I know, it's not just my mom, I know quite a few people that swear they've, because we obviously grew up riding and things like that, mm -hmm. so we were out in the countryside quite a lot. Yeah. I know quite a lot of people that swear they saw one of the big cats. Mm -hmm. It's weird to me that no one would have, found one due to the fact that they are it's not a, it's a rural area but it's not like dark it's not secluded or anything really no it's it? not dartmoor but at the same time i think in england once you've kind of reported it a couple of times and no one's done anything about it you're just like whatever whatever um and we do have that swamp cat that was killed in hampshire in 1988 so there was at least something wandering around hampshire and sorry yeah Something, um, something bigger than a domestic cat. Yeah, I will say that most of the sightings do seem to have dropped in the 80s. Huh. There was a slight resurgence in the 2000s of them, but... And people start getting interested in it again. Yeah. But certainly those earlier sightings, it, we're not talking like press hysteria as well that caused it. Mm -hmm. It was like everyone had the internet and they could no, just... No, no, true. Um, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, Beast of Exmoor. On several occasions big cats have caused sufficient concern to prompt major official investigation. In 1983, following reports that a mysterious predator had killed more than 100 sheep in Exmoor, a team of Royal Marines were deployed to the area, but failed to catch the cat. In 1995, after nearly 20 years more sightings, Ministry of Agricultural officials spent six months examining eyewitness reports, video rec recordings, and plaster cards and concluded that there was no verifiable evidence of the presence of the big cat. The Royal Marines who were deployed all said that they reported seeing one, they just couldn't get a clear shot. <laughs> okay. So all right. let's talk about one local to here now, mm. Beast of Dartmoor. Yeah. Pretty good one, mainly because we know where the Beast of Dartmoor came from. So this one uh, was, is pretty much, the Beast of Dartmoor is pretty much fact, okay? as far as you can get to fact in this podcast that we're talking about. Uh, Mary Chipperfield. Have you heard of Chipperfield? Yeah, she's, my, she's our neighbor. Big circus yeah, that's family. They, she actually came forward and said that, or it was discovered that she, when her circus was closed down mm -hmm. in 1978, five pumas were supposed to arrive at their home at the wildlife park. And I think it was Longleat. I was trying to figure out which oh, one. Oh, really? However, only two turned up. Mm. 
Mary reportedly couldn't bear to see them go to a new home, so released her favorite breeding pair and another male Mm -hmm. into the wild in Dartmoor. Okay. So, yeah. We know that there were at least three pumas at one point in the early 80s running around Dartmoor. Yeah. And they were a breeding pair. Yeah. And they were the same species. Yeah. So, that helps. And they've been spotted dozens of times. I, okay, I could not print out enough photos for you like yeah i printed out like the numbers of sightings the numbers of photos there's one of a big cat sitting on a rock up in dartmoor Mm -hmm. and it's just not anything other than a big cat sitting on a rock like anyway okay we're gonna get some of the photos i sent you and we're gonna try and put them on instagram but you can tell me you can give your indication of what you think a large black cat was spotted along walking along a dry stone wall that was three foot high from working out how large the stones are, it is estimated that the cat was 18 inches high and three foot long, including excluding the tail. It was believed to be a young black leopard. Experts said it was definitely too large to be a domestic cat, but could be a hybrid mix. Okay. And this comes up quite a lot, yeah. these hybrid mixes. And can you see the picture of it walking along the wall there? Oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm just I'm looking at the beast of Dark- Dartmoor right now. Yes, on top of the wall. Yeah. Yeah. You said initially you thought that looked quite fox-like. More like a wolverine, really. Okay. Um, but I mean, I mean, but the the second picture that's a, that's a cat. The one of its like back end. Okay, so we're getting that too in a minute. Yeah, that's a cat. Okay, so this is the Beast of Burnham Thorpe, Norfolk, <laughs> okay. in two thousand and nine. Oh, that's not the same. The same different beast. Oh, different okay. beast. All of these are basically different cats. Okay. And that one was spotted near the Queen Sandring Sandringham Sandringham home. Okay. Yeah, that's a word. Experts claim it's a Scottish wildcat. Okay. That would which, still make it a cat. It'd still make it a big cat, wouldn't it? Yeah. So there's what is a big cat? This is one of I mean, legitimately it's bigger than a domestic cat. I think. Yeah, but I think big cats are So if you look at this picture, it, it does look like a domestic tabby. Yes. But then you just actually looked up the Scottish wildcat, so I don't have to tell you to look it up, which does kind of look like a, t- a big tabby. A domestic tabby. Yeah. But you can see that pit thing in the front. Do you see the thing in the front, the pheasant? Mm. On the road, there's a pheasant earlier yeah. down it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's way smaller than yeah. like it would be. Because like a pheasant to a normal cat is taller than a normal cat Yes. Is. So if you go with that as a judge as to how big that's that cat a, is. That's a big cat. It's a really big cat yeah. compared to that pheasant. And yes, it looks kind of like a tabby cat mm-hmm. when it's zoomed in. Yeah. But it is a pretty big It's cat. not a dog. No, and it's definitely not a dog. By the way, the people that keep claiming then I read stuff and it's like they just saw a dog. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I'm looks, sorry. It looks nothing like a dog. The way a cat moves, the way it everything okay. looks, everything. You do not if you've ever seen a cat and a dog before, you never mistake <laughs> them again. No. I mean, once you learn the difference between the two, you're pretty sure about it. That's a cat. That's for sure a cat. Oh, also big cats. Also, I've got to go. Oh, you don't. Uh, quickly, big cats are tigers, lions, jaguars, leopards, and snow leopards. Okay, so technically, okay, we're not talking about big cats. We're talking about wild cats. Yeah. All right, so now we've established that, in fact, we're not talking about big cats. We're talking about medium-sized cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you about Somerset in April of this year. Uh, a mother and her teenage daughter were out walking in the Quantock Hills in Somerset, and they looked across the field and saw the sun glinting off something in the back of the field. And as, by the way, someone who has seen bears walking through a field and gone, oh, that's not normal. Mm. They, 
like had that moment where they were like immediately like that is not a normal thing I see in a field. And they pulled out their phone and started taking photos. And I personally think this is one of the best examples of big cat photography, which is the next one that's on your thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that is like, there is nothing else that could be. It almost looks like a bear. Yeah. And bearing in mind, it would be more likely to see a big cat in England than a bear. Oh, yeah. So probably a cat. It's... I can't think of anything else that would form mm -hmm. that shape. No, not that big. It's so not a, it's not, again, not a dog. Not a dog. Definitely not a dog. And there's actual like photos of it moving. Like mm. they took yeah. a, a series of photos of it moving. <clears throat> One of the more like well-rounded out ones is it was in 2017 in Gloucestershire where a group of seven people were out for a walk and they said they were stalked by a growling big cat for more than a mile. Mm -hmm. They claimed that it was a panther-like creature that followed them from Worcester Park to the parking where they were car parked after they got lost. And she, the woman from the party said, I've seen the big black panther. It was as clear as day. My partner and I, with five others, we got lost in the woods and found ourselves back at the car at 11 p.m. On our way back at the drive, we saw yellow eyes in the trees. It was definitely following us. She added, there was a growl when we got close to our cars. At that point, we got scared, ran to the cars and put the lights on. There it was right in front of us. It jumped over the fence into the long grass where it seemed to be stalking us growling. Mm. That sounds pretty consistent with all the stories I've heard from the West of, of the United States where mountain lions are native. And yeah. that sounds like what a mountain lion does. The mountain lion. So um, in August, that was September, but in August, oh, I don't know whether this was in August of, sep of 2017 or August of 2018, mm. but a farmer feared a big cat was stalking his flock after finding one of his lambs torn to shreds. Again, I think that torn is a very different word. Mm. Well, do you, when... Because foxes will take I was going to say, when livestock is killed in this country, what's it normally killed by? Fox. Okay. I mean, yeah, fox. But right. I, I don't know that a fox would take a lamb. Seems kind of big. It would have to be a newborn lamb, I would mm. have thought, for a fox to take it down. Yeah. Or dogs. I mean, actually, that's what they're mostly taken by is like... Wild dogs? No, real human. Oh, human humans. Pet dogs. Uh. Human dogs. <laughs> uh, pet dogs. Animorphs. Um, and so, yeah, a care worker says she saw a black panther sunning itself in the undergrowth again in Gloucestershire. And there's just so many sightings of this, all of them pretty consistent black panther mm -hmm. sightings in Gloucestershire in 2017. They never found anything. Oh, Okay. But like consistent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Consistent sightings all of from the... not crazy people. <laughs> okay. This is one of my favorites is, and that sounds awful now because I'm about to tell you about a little boy that got attacked by a gigantic cat in Monmouthshire. Monmouthshire? Like Monmouthshire. I'm sure it's Monmouthshire. An 11 year old boy got attacked by a, a leopard like animal and. He said at the start he thought it was playing. When it struck at me and he saw the blood fly past his face, he thought he was going to die. They sent a helicopter up with heat-seating equipment to try and find it. Couldn't find anything. Mm. That is a picture. Yeah, you sent me that Of one, his right? face yeah. post big cat attack. Yeah. Again, not a human cat. Not, not a domestic cat. Domestic cat, cat I pretty, don't think. Pretty big. All right, now we're going to talk about St. Albion's, which are these two pictures. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of one of the last, like, 
sightings that we're going to talk about. Because uh, honestly, there are hundreds of them. Yeah. And lots of them were photographic evidence. <clears throat> but this particular tan cat that's the double photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually the same cat photographed in the same area twice by okay. two different people over a period of like a couple of months. The first picture, you can see this tan cat is eating something gray on the ground. And the next door neighbor who took the photo said it was the neighbor's gray cat. And if that is the case... It's a big cat. That is a big cat. Because it looks like a bird in the picture. I'm not convinced that it looks like a cat. But it is kind of blurry and it is kind of far away. So it's Yeah, it's... It's in some ways the best picture mm. of all of these pictures, but there's really not a lot to give it any sense of scale. Oh, yeah, because once once that gray thing on the ground becomes a pigeon, that's Versus just a, a cat. A cat. It's a normal cat. Or a small bunny. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you could convince someone picture of your your cat Sylvester is a, is a puma if yeah. you said that the thing that it was eating was a, a cat. And, and the next one of the cat going into the undergrowth, again, yeah, okay, it's perhaps the same cat as in the previous photos. I totally buy that. Mm -hmm. and But it's really hard to get scale. So yeah. now we're going to talk about why, having said very clearly, I absolutely believe that there are big cats in England. I'm going to tell you all the reasons there's not, okay? So one of my favorite reasons they're not is Robbie Brown, who was 18, crafted a big cat on a sheet of metal. Mm -hmm. Metal. Sheet. Sheet. <laughs> and he made it look like a uh, like a panther, and he in his area they've been claiming that there were big cat sightings. So he took this metal sheet cardboard cat that he made and started putting it in the grass in various places, <laughs> taking photos of it and posting it to Facebook. Mm -hmm. A couple of people very quickly realized the tail position on this cat didn't change between the different locations. <laughs> but my point being is that there's another one I read that someone had put a you know you can get those like kids stuffed panther toys. Yeah like the big things, mm -hmm. like someone had put one of those in the middle of the woods and taken mm. photos of it. So just like Nessie, there are definitely hoax yeah. sightings. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds very familiar to the, the guy who, who built the, the Nessie head. Yeah. So just like Nessie, there are definitely hoax sightings. Mm -hmm. And as we've kind of come across a couple of times, we're going to talk a little bit about size. Because this is a science thing. And science also is a good way of putting stuff in perspective, right? Which is that... Dogs, a chihuahua and a rottweiler, you're never going to mistake them for being the same cre creature, yes, but species, no. Yes. Because they look so different. Same species. Same species, no, same breed. They're not, they're not the same breed. breed. Yeah, that's what. They're not the same. They're really not the same animal. No. But the point being with a cat, as you just pointed out, I have a black cat called Sylvester. If you scaled him up, he yeah. is a panther. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could post a picture of him onto a big cat sighting, and with no scale, you could be like, "This is a wild puma that I saw on the moors." Yeah, and I I'd believe you. Yeah, he's jet black. He looks, and he's got even that like big cat face. They mm -hmm. have like a very specific profile. It's very I round. Think. Yeah, big pointy ears. Yeah, like he's definitely got a big cat face. So, in t 1996, a police marksman in County Tyrone, which I assume is an island, cornered an animal after repeated ABC sightings and concluded it was a young lion and probably dangerous and shot it. When he got close to it, he realized that it was actually only, it, was an, it wasn't a big cat. It was his neighbor's dog. No, it was a cat. 
We've huh. already established. Trying to mistake a dog for a cat is a whole <laughs> different beast. Yeah. But it was, he kept telling everyone it was a lion, which is around 200 kilograms. Mm -hmm. This cat, when he shot it, was 10 kilograms. Mm -hmm. Because when you see stuff from a distance and yeah. your adrenaline's going, mm -hmm. uh, okay, I said that. And then the next one is in 1999, a number of witnesses reported seeing a lion and locals were advised to keep children and pets inside. The culprit turned out to be Rocky, a retriever Rottweiler cross whose coat had been shaved because of eczema. <laughs> um, he was about one seventh the size of a real lion. Whoops. It talks about how here we take our ability to judge sign for granted. Mm. It was a bit, again, we're coming back to the Nessie thing. Yeah. Like if you put a two inch Nessie head in a bathtub and took a photo of it, yeah. and you told people it was taken in Loch Ness, they would have no idea of how to judge that size difference any more than yeah. the real thing. And it's personified, I guess, by the, my words are wrong today, the Mueller liar optical illusion, mm. which is where you put the two, you've seen it, where you put two lines that are the same length, parallel lines. One has the arrows facing in and one has the arrows facing out. Mm -hmm. And yet you'll always think one is longer than the yeah, other, yeah. even though you know they're the same. Same length because you're unconsciously your eyes actually tell you what they kind of want you to mm -hmm. believe, not what you do believe. A gamekeeper once shot an animal that ran into his headlights only to find that it was a tortoiseshell cat because everyone around him had been saying that there were panther sightings. Mm. Your brain just yeah, it just fills in the blanks. Fills in the blanks exactly. One of my two of my favorite like one is awful, but they said that they saw a whole two load of my of... favorite big cat attacks. Well, one is they uh, multiple people said they saw someone uh, loading a panther into the back of a car. Mm -hmm. It turned out it was a sick dog. <laughs> and then Ken Simmons of Linton Zoo went to investigate when a body of a striped animal was seen lying by the side of the road. Uh, it was actually an imitation tiger print seat cover from a car. <laughs> so your brain does like, well, yeah, that's the thing. So, like everybody in the States, I had taken intro to psychology class at university. And one of the things they tell you is that when you hear someone talking on the phone, you only hear one half of a conversation, obviously, but your brain, regardless of whether or not you're aware of it, fills in the other half of the conversation for you. And this sounds yeah. a lot like that. Yeah. You subliminal messaging. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. And then especially with the guy who shot you know, the cat yeah. or the other cat, the guy who shot the other cat, um, obviously they had been they were under the impression that, yeah, obviously they, they had been hearing that there had been big cat attacks in the area. Yeah. And then you run into something from a distance. You go, that's the thing. That's a big, that's a big cat. cat. And it's not a cat. Um, and you shoot it and it's your neighbor's tortoise. So shell. they talk about for hundreds of years that the mythical black dog. So you see this in Harry Potter, like the black dog signaling death mm. and that maybe all these things about people seeing black cats are a continuation of that like specter uh, element. Uh -huh. And whereas we don't believe in the supernatural anymore, we can believe in a big cat because there is slight evidence. So it fills in that yeah. blank for you mm -hmm. of like the black dog stalking you. Yeah. However, there is in fact DNA evidence. Okay. Which is there in 2011, it was announced for by the Center for 14 Zoology that DNA testing carried out by Durham using a University on hairs found in North Devon show that a leopard was living in the area. Okay. In 2012, it was testing on two deer carcasses found that only fox DNA was on it, despite many locals believing that it had been killed by a big cat. Mm -hmm. 
So do you think that there are big cats that are living in England, but they're not as numerous as the sightings? Yeah, exactly. Would I imply, th- I guess, yeah. I think for me, for me, honestly, it falls into, I. this is my theory, which is absolutely people chucked out their big cats in the 80s. Yeah, it would like, the easiest thing to do, really. 70s and 80s. Absolutely, I believe that. Absolutely, I believe that someone out in breeding pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that there are now medium-sized cats. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, yeah. You're we're probably more likely looking at a weird hybrid thing. Right? Yeah, that's uh, like the lynx. Yeah, or whatever's. Yeah. I do believe that there are medium-sized cats in England, but I think they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. I think there's ever. I don't think you can deny that. Yeah. I think all you can argue is how prevalent they are. Yeah, I don't think they. And I don't think they can be that prevalent. That's why I'm interested to what their roaming mm. pattern is. Well, I know that I know. Well, I don't know this for sure, but I'm I'm nearly confident, which doesn't really mean anything, that they that big cats have a wide migratory range. I think they do too. Uh, especially because I'm thinking that what little I've absorbed based on like you know lions and tigers. Well, most specifically lions, because I think that like out of all of the big cats, that's probably the one that I've yeah heard about the most but i think that they like the 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 lady lions will travel for miles to to hunt and then bring food back yeah i'm sure i i mean like i thought i thought i had read or heard somewhere on some nature program that they would travel for days to kill and then drag the carcass back for but you know so it wouldn't the start, point being is that it could just be yeah several like well a few yeah that are just roaming up and down england yes um or that more people have them and are just chucking them out. I yeah. mean, I am. I mean, one of the comments I read is that drug dealers. There's still like this thing of like in the criminal world mm. having exotic animals. Oh, you think still, people could still be releasing? Big that's cats. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, there's also a chance that people are still just. That's possible. I think legally you don't have to report when your big cat escapes, escapes dies, or gives birth. Okay. So there isn't actually like a a true record of what. How many big How cats? many big cats mm. there are. Interesting. And it's illegal to bring them in, I'm pretty sure. But I'm sure there must be legal channels, but But not illegal to buy them? I think it is illegal to Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. I think. But my point being is that there's there's not There's no way of knowing how many are actually in the country. There's no way of knowing how many people that someone in Gloucestershire didn't buy a tiger cub at the beginning of two thousand and sixteen mm-hmm. because they thought it would be really cool. Yeah. And at the end of 2016, it was 200 pounds and kilos and not cool anymore. Not cool anymore. And they just let it go. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And then it may have died off. And okay, so famously, everyone says cats go away to die, right? Like that's yeah. like a famous thing is that they don't, they go and curl up in the bottom of a forest floor or in a cave or in a jungle and yeah. go away to die. So the fact that we're not finding these bodies doesn't necessarily mean anything a much yeah and pretty kitty who's one of my cats i have three uh he can sometimes be elusive for weeks we yeah. don't see him and he's a tame domestic cat yeah. and we might not see him yeah for weeks we yeah. know he's coming in we know he's eating we just never see him but he's just sneaking in and avoiding people yeah, avoiding I mean, the cats dogs. are like yeah i mean cats aren't like dogs in that way very elusive yeah so, so I, it wouldn't surprise me really no. i find that very a very believable yeah Myth. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a quick thing on Christian the Lion because we got to finish on something amazingly awesome. Yep. And Christian was acquired by Harrods, uh, for Harrods, 
and in Oilfracum, that's where the do was. And Rendell and Burke purchased him as a kitten. Mm-hmm. Apparently they had to go through quite a not thorough vetting process. They had to show that they had just somewhere to keep him. So he moved into their flat, and when he got too big to live in their flat, they moved him into the basement of their furniture store, mm-hmm. and they used to exercise him by the local, used from with permission from the local vicar. They used to exercise him in the graveyard. Um, so there's all these amazing pictures of him, like in the back of their convertible, going off for his mm-hmm. daily run in the graveyard of the church. He kept growing, and Eventually, they realized that, like, he he did, like, a whole load of press stuff. Like, I think a lot of these instances often finish like yours does with someone getting mauled. Yeah. Like, that was never the sign. He Mm. was, to generally, to everybody, the sweetest, nicest lion. Mm. Like, he really didn't. It wasn't that he was getting dangerous as he got older. He was just too big and too expensive to feed. Mm -hmm. So he did a few film things of... He did a photo shoot for Vanity Fair. And through this, Bill Travers and Virginia McKenna, who were the stars of the film Born Free, which was a big movie a few years ago, and I'm sure, by the way, totally helped with the buy your big cap craze, Mm. actually spoke to somebody in Kenya who they'd worked with on the film and asked them whether they'd take him, Christian, and, and release him into the world. And he was fifth generation born in captivity. Mm. So they actually didn't know that there was going to be whether he'd even yeah, survive, begin to be able to be released. Apparently they got him to Kenya and they were walking him along on a lead and he saw a cow and he started stalking it. It was the first time he'd really seen like livestock prey. Okay. I guess. And he started stalking it a little bit and they pulled him away and he growled at them and it was the first time he'd shown. Mm-hmm any sense of aggression towards him at all. But actually the guy who was in charge of releasing him, whose name is and should be given huge amounts of credit, George Admanson, because he is a British conservationist and advocate for lions in Kenya. And he said, you know what, I think we might actually be able to Mm -hmm. do this. So he was released and he went off. And unfortunately his initial pride that he got released with one of them died in a canyon and the other one, it wasn't great luck, but he finally found his own mm-hmm. pride and he became head lion of oh. his own little clan. In, 2000, in 1971, the reason why he's kind of, I think, seared into our generation's memory. Is I have no idea who this animal is. You have no idea who this animal is? Okay, as soon as we're done this, I'm pulling up the video and you're going to watch it. Okay. There was a documentary and it was posted... There was a video of him reuniting with them. So With his owners. With his owners. A few years later, they went back to Kenya to go and see him. Mm-hmm. And he calls them from the bottom of a hill. And well, his owners call him from the bottom of the hill. And he comes sprinting down and just like jumps into a massive bear hug with both <laughs> of them. And it's one of those like truly amazing videos. And it went up on MySpace. And then it's been up on YouTube. And... I've seen that. As of July 2009, because I didn't check my most recent figures. It had was only been, 11 years ago. It had been viewed over 18 million times. They have, like, journalists have spoken to his owner since, and they basically said, 
yeah, legitimately the stupidest thing we ever did was adopt <laughs> Christian the lion. But they have gone on to become big animal advocates for, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, okay. In the 70s, as teenagers, they probably did something really dumb. Yeah. But they did at least put it right in the end. And uh, he has his own pride and he has his own, well, he's dead now. But <laughs> but the gamekeepers out there, apparently he had quite a distinctive look to him. Like there was something quite distinctive about him. Mm -hmm. And apparently the gamekeepers out there still think that they can see his genetics in one of the prides. Oh, really? Yeah. They have this like distinctive look. Huh. Anyway, I'm sure you're going to go watch a video now, as should everyone listening. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him. But that was my big thing on big cats. Cool. In England. And I think they totally exist. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thoroughly convinced that they're real. Okay, do you want to go hunting big cats on Dartmoor no, with me? No, I don't, because I think they'll kill us. No, they won't. They'll be friendly and we'll cuddle with them, just like they do with Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll do that. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can, we can go do that. We can do that. Okay, when Rachel comes over to visit, yeah, then, we'll you, then you two can get eaten by bears. We'll go big hunt. No, we're going, we're going cat I mean, hunting. I mean cats. Sorry, I'm looking at pictures of cats, and for some reason it made me say bears. We'll go cat hunting. Yes. All right. I think they totally exist. Guys, if you guys have any experiences with big cats, hit um, us up. Hit us up and let us know because I, I've got a feeling that I know a lot of you guys listen from the States. So obviously your experience with big cats is slightly different. Yeah. Um, because having lived in, I lived in California for six years where mountain lions regularly shut down parts of the park. Mm -hmm. Like they were all on tracking systems. Yeah. So whenever they were yeah. nearby, you knew where they were. They're dangerous, man. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty used to the idea of living with big cats, but in England, it, it's definitely, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things you would never think was a yeah. thing and it's totally a thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I was skeptical just hearing big cats in England and I was like, Okay. Uh, but no, I'm uh, I'm sold. I'm sold. Let's go find a, a lynx and adopt it, even though I'm sure that's a terrible idea. Okay. Um, you heard it here first. Don't, we're going to uh, do something uh, that's a terrible idea. We're do something maybe illegal. All right. It's, I think it's not illegal. We'll but, look into legalities on it, get back to you guys. <laughs> we'll tell you what the current market we'll value a, is. We'll do a bonus <laughs> episode on the legality of adopting medium-sized No, what did I say cats. I was going to do a bonus episode on? Church snakes. Mmm. Church snakes, because Adam's got a bonus episode coming up this week or next this week, week yeah. on the Hawaii things. Yeah, on why Hawaii is a good location for telescopes. And I'm going to do one on church snakes. So hit us up, find us on Facebook, check out the new Instagram. Yeah, feed. The, the the cover art the door is doing for the episodes are really, really good and really cool. Um, and, and you'll find our evolution of tell your grandma. Yeah. Which is tell your date. And tell your parents. Tell your tell your dog. parents. Tell your date. But my favorite one right now is tell your date. That's a really good one. So, um, if you so are, go check it out. If you're going on a date soon. Tell your date. Tell your date. Because at least then you have something to talk about. Exactly. All right, guys. Lovely speaking to you. Oh, we're not picking for next week, are we? No. No. Okay. Either. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>